Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Hey everyone, welcome back to Autoimmune and You. So Erica and I just decided to do kind of like a life update because first of all, y'all seem to be super interested in that. And I was thinking yesterday about the fact that literally that's why we have this podcast. Like it is here to just be able to share our raw, real experiences of life with an autoimmune disease as 20 something, 30 something. And um, we know that that's why most of you listen to our podcast. And so we're really excited to just kind of talk and let things flow. Erica told me before we started recording that she has some stuff to update that I don't even know yet, which is not normal. And I was like, wait a second, what? How dare you? And she was like, well, we always are like so down to business lately. I know because we're with this retreat and, you know, podcast and everything. It's like we, in our limited amount of time with our own jobs, it's like, you know, we have to get straight into business stuff. Um, So that's why I feel, I don't know why I feel so nervous, like talking about this right now. Um, So basically, okay. Are you ready for this? I'm not, no, no. It's Should I be nervous? (laughs) No, it's, it's really not a big deal. Like I'm not making it a big deal. I'm just talking about this because I know other people may feel the same. Um, So I'm going to get into it. Okay. Okay. I have some notes here just because I got to keep myself on track because I know I'm going to be like, ah, you didn't talk about this correctly. Because everything I'm about to talk about is kind of leading up to where I'm at in life right now. Okay. I'm nervous. Tell me. (laughs) No, I don't know why I'm nervous. I'm like, I had coffee and I'm all shaky. I'm like, ah. Okay. So as you guys know, last year, August, 2021, I got COVID. Right. Mm. So I got COVID and after I got COVID, basically like the recovery process, um, I started craving eggs like for a very long time. As you know, I've talked about, I started eating eggs. Yeah. So for a while I was like, you know, fighting that urge because, you know, ethically I didn't want to support that. Mm-hmm. And I think when I discussed this the last time, I kind of like brushed over it just because I was like, try not to put a lot of stress and emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. But it was really stressful for me because I was feeling very unsatiated, very, um, low energy, especially Mm -hmm. because like I've been climbing a lot within the last few years and I don't really think I've processed like fully processed like how much I'm climbing. Like I'm climbing, you know, three times a week, you know, two plus hours in the gym, you know, I'm doing other exercises and stuff in between. And so, you know, my body physically needed something different. On top of that, I haven't had nuts and seeds for over two years now. And mm-hmm. so as a person on a plant-based diet who's not eating, you know, nuts and seeds and who was craving literally like nut butters all the time, but every single time I tried to even have the little, you know, just even the slightest bit of it, like I would get really inflamed. Mm-hmm. So 
as, as part of that, like, I think I was going, I would say maybe over the last, I don't know, six months, maybe, um, trying to eat more vegan alternatives. Mm-hmm. And so that means, you know, impossible burger, like stuff like that. And I started off on a really, really clean whole food plant-based diet, mm-hmm. right? And at that time of me being completely whole food, like my life was different. I didn't have a full time coaching business. I wasn't rock climbing all the time. My life was very different because it was purely dedicated to healing rheumatoid arthritis. Like that was like my Mm -hmm. main focus in life. And I had a lot of time and energy to be chopping food, you know, doing all that. And so all of this with, me not, you know, being able to eat nuts and seeds, feeling like I'm missing out on a lot of good protein and fat on a plant-based diet. And then, um, you know, exercising more and also being anemic. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've been borderline anemic, if not anemic, basically my whole life. So I've always struggled with that. So I think on a plant-based diet, you know, there's some people that, don't absorb iron very well. Like Mm -hmm. iron is one of the hardest things to absorb actually. So, and a lot of people in the autoimmune community battle with anemia because when you have inflammation in the body or inflammation in your gut, you can't properly, you know, um, absorb iron. So I had like all of these things happening with COVID and like, I don't know, maybe something changed after COVID or, you know, me getting older, right? I'm going to be turning 35. My body is changing. Mm-hmm. So as I said, I was trying to eat, you know, more plant-based alternatives, but guess what? Every time I ate those things, I would get super inflamed. Mm-hmm. Like every single time. And I'm yeah, like- Yeah, I remember I've been there and, for some of them too. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm not, you know, I know they're not a health food. You know, I, I definitely knew they're not a health food. But when you are completely vegan and you want that satiated feeling, like I wasn't getting that from like, no matter how many beans I ate or how much diversity, like Mm. I was always left with this like hunger in my stomach. And it was really starting to like weigh on my mental health. Like I was really, really stressed Mm. out. Like I didn't, haven't talked about it on here, but like I went through a period of just being like really overwhelmed. Like, why can't I get full? So I got protein shakes. You know, I'm trying to do everything the the plant-based way because I wasn't ready to like segue into that. But then, you know, I I got some hormone testing by my naturopathic doctor. And basically, you know, I have very low estrogen, very low testosterone. And so you know, I'm at that time in my life where I'm thinking about pregnancy, right? And so basically I get these hormone tests and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start eating eggs. Like, I guess eggs were like an easy segue for me to be like, okay, like, you know, this is not the worst thing in my head, you know, to start, you know, eating just a little bit of. So I started in basically April when I kind of talked about it. Mm -hmm. And then in May, uh, I got pregnant. Um, And so basically I got pregnant and then I ended up having a miscarriage. 
And after, I know I'm just brushing over the miscarriage thing. Um, yeah, it, it was, you know, Rachel was, Rachel knew about what was happening and, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty devastating. And it was also like physically traumatic and like emotionally traumatic. Um, but I knew we were going to record and talk about this, but I was like, you know what? We did. I we think did. We did. I was just thinking, I'm like, yeah. wait, we never actually like did anything with that because we yeah. did record about it. Yeah. So we recorded about it. And then time it came to edit, I was like, actually, like, I'm not, it's not that I wasn't ready to talk about it. I like to have personal insight into what I'm sharing with you guys. Like, mm. I, I want to be able to, to me, like, offer some type of, like, you know, perspective to other people that maybe are going through the same thing with their diet or, you know, mm -hmm. their body's changing or they're getting older. So basically, um, so I had the miscarriage. And then after I had the miscarriage, I had this crazy, like, I don't know, like my whole, basically, I feel like my mind expanded a lot in that short time of being pregnant. I was only like six weeks pregnant, which in the grand scheme is not really anything, but it was still a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. You know, like I had the positive pregnancy test. I was seeing uh, an and OBGYN. you felt it, like you really oh, yeah. like oh, felt I've, it and knew yeah. before you even like saw the test. Yeah, I guess I should kind of give a backstory <laughs> on that. I, um, yeah, I knew I was pregnant and I've never had a pregnancy in my life. I've never had a pregnancy scare, anything like that. I've never had a positive pregnancy test. And so I felt this feeling like I knew I was different. Like, that's so weird. Like, I'm so in tune with myself, mm -hmm. which is the freaking craziest part ever. I think like years ago, you know, or, you know pre-diagnosis, like there's no way I would have known before I missed my period. Like I took the pregnancy test before I even missed my period. Um, and not because I was like, oh, I, you know, I put myself in a situation where there's a possibility of getting mm -hmm. pregnant. I wasn't even thinking that. I just felt this like energy in me and like I felt, yeah, just different. And so mm -hmm. I took a pregnancy test and it came out positive. And it was like, whoa, like crazy, like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, and so my husband and I, you know, we were excited about it and we we're basically planning for it. And then I had the miscarriage at six weeks. So after that, my whole like mind changed. I was like, oh my gosh, like I stepped into this like motherhood mentality for like a quick second. And it was like, it's pretty bizarre. <laughs> like mm. I, you know, I didn't even get to a point where it's like, you know, you could see the baby or like even get to the ultrasound or anything like that. But that like that motherly like human instinct to like protect your baby and to like get into the mindset of I need to do everything in my power to be healthy and fit and capable mm -hmm. to hold a human being. And at that time of me getting pregnant, you know, I was feeling unsatiated. I was feeling tired, not because of the pregnancy. This is, you know, months before, wait, many months before. Um, and feeling just like, I want to gain weight. Like, I want to put on weight. Like, I've always been a very petite person. I've always been a person that you know, can eat a lot of food without having to worry about calories. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that sounds like, oh, what's the problem with that? Yeah. That's great. Um, but my whole life, you know, I've always been thin. And because I'm, you know, working out a lot, 
it it's become an insecurity to me, mm. not because physically I care what I look like, but how I physically feel. You mm. know what I mean? Like I want to feel strong. I want to feel like I have muscle. I want to feel like, you know, I have weight on me as a woman to be able to carry through a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So all of this just kind of like changed my perspective of food and how I'm eating right now. And so I had started eating eggs and then really within the last month, I know I'm like, so weird to say this. I'm waiting for it. I know. know. So I started eating some animal protein again. And this was really, I'm telling you, a very like stressful like four months with my husband because he's been vegan with me since the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. And... There's just so much wrapped around, which I'm realizing now, even when I started eating eggs, like how much, you know, that dictated the way that I was eating. And like I neglected a lot of feelings of feeling unsatiated and stressed and just like not really connected to my food anymore. Like everything Mm -hmm. felt like a chore. Like nothing was satisfying me like physically like you know satiating me or also like mentally like Mm -hmm. it was just like this whole thing and so like i spoke with my husband for like you know pretty much when i started eating eggs i was feeling that and then um but i was just like you know what i'm just gonna do eggs Mm -hmm. but then i was like you know i'm already like one foot in the door and that sounds maybe not right to people that you know eat a vegan diet or have a vegan lifestyle. Um, But I was like, you know, I owe it to myself and to my future baby that I'm going to have to feel that I'm in a place where I can, you know, have a normal pregnancy. I'm not saying that you can't I always believe like, oh, I'm going to be, have a fully vegan pregnancy. And I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I had a lot of ideas, but I never had that moment of actually being pregnant. And mm-hmm. that shit changes your mm-hmm. whole mind. So everything I thought I knew and believed totally switched once I found out that I was pregnant and then I had a miscarriage. It was like an awakening to me of like, you need to do what you feel is best for your body and your health. And like, you know, getting my anemia, um, you know, handled, um, gaining some more weight, gaining some more like strength and like my hips and my legs. Cause those have always been like super weak areas. Um, and so, yeah, so I made the decision that I was gonna, you know, after a lot of stress and a lot of literally so many conversations, crying with my husband, Garrett, just like, mm-hmm. I feel so much guilt, like so much freaking guilt for, you know, and it, it has nothing to do with the taste. Like it has nothing to do with conveniency, mm-hmm. has nothing to do with taste, has nothing to do with any of that because I've never felt that in my whole life. This was literally on a physiological level and maybe on a biological level mm-hmm. saying, you need to eat these things right now. Look at nothing is permanent, right? Like if I look at my whole health journey, like everything, every specific way of eating has served its purpose for me, you know, like Mm -hmm. everything, 
like I don't take back any of the things that I've done, you know, like even a full plant-based diet, like I was a hundred percent, never had one thing, always read labels, never ate any random thing people gave to me uh, for five and a half years. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a long time to be like, I don't even know any person, maybe not even, you know, maybe you're not even have never been like a hundred, hundred percent. Right. So like every person that I've known that has even gone plant-based has deviated in some way. Mm -hmm. And like, I never deviated within (laughs) those times. I was like, no, like, you know, it was more than just my health. It was like the ethical component to it. So what I'm basically saying is that, you know, I put my heart and soul into a fully plant-based diet and it served me really, really well for those many years. Like Mm -hmm. it brought my inflammation down, you know, it reconnected me to food, you know, like just having appreciation and gratitude for the way things are grown, you know, like so many different things. And I really feel like, you know, it, it awakened me to a lot of things, but now like, you know, I'm turning 35. I want to have a baby. I'm in a totally different season of my life. Mm -hmm. And we talk all the time about honoring our bodies. And literally I talk to client after client who, you know, eats different ways, as we've said, and they feel good on it and they, it doesn't cause them problems. So basically it's been like, you know, a little over a month and I haven't had any, any pain from any of the the things that I've been eating. And I'll tell you what, look at, even though I'm on medication, look at, I'm on the lowest dose that you could possibly be on for self-assessing. Even with that, I was still getting pain and inflammation visible with nuts and seeds and um, vegan alternatives. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that I've had, you know, some grass fed meat and like some, you know, organic chicken and things, I haven't had any pain, any inflammation. In fact, I almost feel better than how I've been feeling over the, the last year. And it's crazy to me because I built this whole idea on, you know, it being so inflammatory, but I understand now that those things were inflammatory to me at mm-hmm. the beginning of my health journey six years ago. Yep. Okay. My whole gut microbiome has completely changed. Mm-hmm. I'm and my gut is in a way healthier place than it was six years ago when I couldn't tolerate those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not very sensitive to food only to these nuts and seeds and, um, and basically, you know, to the vegan alternatives. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's a lot of things that were greatly affecting the way that I was feeling. Yeah. And mentally too. Oh, mentally. Yeah. And it's just like, and it it was just very frustrating going to places like, oh, this has sesame seed in it. This has this. And then I felt like I was leaning more towards like crappier foods. And like mm-hmm. right now within the last month, like, or the last actually three months, like every weekend, my husband and I have been going to the farmer's market, you know, and I've even for the last um, month I've been getting, uh, they have meat at the farmer's market. So it's like completely mm-hmm. antibiotic free, like organic, all the things. So I've just been getting it from mm-hmm. the farmer's market. And very little amount, guys. Like, I'm not eating a lot of meat right now. Like, literally, this um, this week at the farmer's market on Sunday, I got just, like, less than a pound of 
just like a chicken breast and it's not even a lot it's, it's pretty small so i just like cooked that in the pressure cooker and like i'm having like a little bit but that little bit has helped me mm. a lot like seriously it's helped me a lot and i don't feel hungry anymore i'm like wow. oh my gosh like it's just crazy like i don't <clears throat> feel hungry anymore i feel like full in the right way and I don't have to like snack as much as I felt that I had to like snack mm. before. So that's basically, I'm wow. all, let me just give you a moment to like talk <laughs> and like, I know I'm missing things right now, but I'll just, your reaction First into all, this. <laughs> wow. Um, it's so funny that things always, always like line up and are so synchronistic um, because recently um i think it was my boyfriend that i was talking to and i was talking about how or no it was two of my other friends and i was talking about how there, like there are people that i think genuinely do thrive on a full vegan diet and there yep. are people my husband like, my yeah. husband he has no intention he's like babe he's like i feel very he well first of all his iron has he's got you know we get his iron checked just side note before you go on with this is that mm -hmm. He look at two people eating the exact same diet for the last mm -hmm. six years. Prime example. He never, he never feels tired. He loves, you know, very carbohydrate based meals. I mean, so do I, but I also <laughs> am learning that I do Hashtag need potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also need like the fat and the protein like mm -hmm. together with that. Otherwise, my glucose levels get all fucked up. Mm -hmm. And so, like for him, like, you know, talking to him about, you know, now that I've changed, which he's totally supportive of because he saw, you know, the the miscarriage situation. He knows how I've been complaining and basically annoying him of always being hungry. And he sees how I feel now. And of course, like if the father of my potential, our potential baby, like he wants me to feel my best. He's mm -hmm. not judging me, like literally no judgment. He's just like, I want you which he's always done my whole journey is to mm -hmm. fill your freaking best so whatever that means like i will support you with that but anyway he also knows that you're not gonna like go about doing it in like the not wrong way but you know a way yeah. that is not health promoting it's a conscious again as i've always eaten on this health journey mm -hmm. very conscious and very intentional mm -hmm. i have an intention behind the way that i'm eating right now it's not that i'm just like I just want to be convenient and just like, you know, eat McDonald's and stuff like that. No, like mm -hmm. there is an intention with, you know, a possible child in our future. And also and intention like, behind the energy of like where you're getting, like sourcing the meat from oh, and making sure that like, you know, exactly where it's coming from and yeah. how it was treated. And like that alone is huge yeah. compared to like, oh, I'm going to go to the store and oh, says organic. So I guess that's good enough. Yeah, like yeah. it's very different. Oh, exactly. So anyways, to what you're saying really quick is that we've eaten the exact same thing for the last six years, literally every single meal together. And his iron stores are super high. Like all of his vitamin, like he's always been great blood. He's always had great blood work, you know, mm -hmm. where I get mine back and I'm like, oh, you know, like that yeah. could be better, you know, and it's like we're eating the same thing. And let's let's talk about this. We are females. We have a period mm -hmm. every freaking month. We literally bleed. We lose iron every mm -hmm. single month. So there's a lot of different components to 
what our body needs and what I'm talking about, like seasons of our life, like certain aspects of our life, like we need to go with it. Like, am I exercising more? You know, am I, you know, am I really inflamed right now? Do I need to eat more clean, you know, just fruits and vegetables? Like Mm -hmm. you need to go with where you're at in your life and that cannot remain the same. It cannot, or you're not going to thrive and you're not going to be happy. Like I have been, you know, really stressed out and miserable until I made this decision, mm-hmm. you know? And like beside, you know, my ego, right, of going, Erica, you've talked about plant-based diet, you've been a vegan, da, da, da. Yeah. I had to recognize all of those things were associated with my ego and that if I truly wanted to be aligned and authentic to myself and to my body and to life, And to be, you know, open and honest with people, like I need to do what I feel is best for my body at this moment. And that can change. Yeah. Amen, sister. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had basically the same conversation as like two people can eat the same diet. And I've always had this mentality of, I truly think that not everyone, I know there's a lot of, you know, like documentaries and stuff out there about like a vegan diet and yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, I think that some people genuinely do thrive on that, but I do and always will believe that some people do need meat in their diet in order to function at their highest level. And there's like this, um, the blood, blood type diet that's out there. That's like, says that depending on the type on your blood type, you need certain types of nutrients from certain types of sources. Yeah. And actually with mine, it does say like, I don't know just how much, like I believe it, but with mine, it does say like primarily plant-based, like maybe minimal animal products Mm -hmm. and like a lot of nuts and seeds and legumes, which I do very, very well with which is so interesting. But do I think that that's like the one way and that everyone with like, yeah, I don't know what it said specifically, but like, you know, yeah. type B blood needs a lot of meat or whatever. Well, mine's um, type O, mine's type O. And we looked it up actually, because through the pregnancy, I found out that I'm O negative blood type and my, mm-hmm. po- my husband's positive blood type. And I guess that has something to do with your pregnancy. But anyways, you know, after speaking with Tess, the, the person that's going to be um, our chef at our retreat, um, you know, she was talking on a call oh, about yeah. the blood type, remember? And then after she said that, she's like, you're an omnivore, you know, you thrive on an omnivore diet. And then I looked it up mm-hmm. and honestly, all the things that it listed under my blood type, I'm like, actually, those are the foods mm-hmm. that make me feel good. So, you know, there's something to it, but do I follow, you know, I'm not going to follow a blood type diet, but I do feel honestly that, you know, I think that on some level, it's important for me to have a little bit of my diet. Like Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never been an excessive person, even when it came to, you know, vegan alternatives, I was Mm -hmm. never excessive with it. I only did it when I felt that deep hunger of like, Mm -hmm. okay, I really want a burger or like whatever that is, you know? Yeah. Um, but we have to like, you know, we have to tune in and we have to ask ourselves like, what's relevant to my life right now? You know, the diet that you ate 10 years ago as a 20 year old is probably not going to suit your diet as a 30 year old. It's just not going to happen. I think overall, like it's so important for us to realize, and this is a good lesson for me, which I'll talk about in a second, but, um, 
overall realizing that not one diet is good for every single person. Like you and Garrett are prime examples of that, yep. but also that our bodies go through fluctuations mm-hmm. and things will always change, right? Yep. Your body will be craving different things. Like there's a lot of studies out there that say that we should be eating, you know, like in summer, there's a reason that there's more like fresh recipes and like fresh fruit and vegetables yep. versus in the winter. It's a lot of like stews and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. We eat with the seasons and that is like literally like prime right that's how we've evolved you know like exactly. they didn't we didn't get strawberries in the off season yeah. back then you know like yeah. whatever was available we ate but we're yeah. we're living in a society now where you have strawberries all year long yeah and it's like uh hello you know these aren't even yeah not even full of all the nutrients because they're not even ripening you know mm-hmm. the way they're supposed to and going through the full process so yeah yeah. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Um, like I was saying, it's, it's funny how like things come up in at the same time, because for me, um, I connect with a lot of what you were saying of like the last five, six years you have been, you know, eating a plant-based diet completely not swaying whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and that you've kind of like identified with not kind of, you have identified yeah, yeah. with that. Right. And you've been yeah. talking a lot about that on the podcast and with me and just yeah. in general on social media and stuff. And it's interesting because for me, Um, when I very first was diagnosed, I kind of started like eating, I had already been eating less gluten and less dairy, which I've talked about on past episodes. Um, if you're interested, by the way, anyone listening to this, like if you're really interested in like the nitty gritty food stuff, like please go back and listen to past food episodes. Cause we go way more in depth of like the way that we used to eat versus how we eat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and so- disclaimer, wait, disclaimer, I may have said things then <laughs> that are, they're not relevant, which is not. actually beautiful because <laughs> that shows involvement, right? That shows involvement of self mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, but so for me, I was already eating a little bit less dairy, less gluten, and I was eating meat still. And then about like, I want to say two years in, um, I, maybe a little bit less than two, maybe like a year and a half in, I went completely vegan, like to the point where I was checking labels. I was doing all the things for about six, seven months. And my thing when I started doing that was if I ever really want meat or I really want fish or whatever, I will eat it. And eventually I started wanting fish and then, or I started wanting eggs and then I started wanting fish. And then I got to the point where I was eating them like like multiple times a week. And I was like, kind of feeling worse. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well maybe I taper down on this again. And then I got to a point where I was eating like fish or eggs, like maybe once a week. And I was actually feeling really good. Yeah. Well then, um, like leading up to when I had COVID, I was like, uh, I feel like I don't really need to eat this stuff. And so right around, like, I want to say like May last year, maybe like June, May or June last year, um, I stopped eating fish again. And I was just like, I don't really feel like I need this. It's not doing anything for me. I just don't feel good. Like even just like putting it in my mouth, just like, didn't Mm -hmm. feel, I don't know. It didn't feel right. I don't know how to explain it. And so then, and I also, I remember talking to you and you were like, well, you're basically vegan. Like if you just didn't eat eggs, you would be vegan. Like, why don't you just pull the trigger? And I was like, huh, actually I should. So then I wasn't eating eggs for a while and I was feeling really good. And then I got COVID and same thing, like something Mm -hmm. switched. And I was just like, it's, I I wasn't feeling as like satiated and wasn't feeling as good. And so eventually like a few months ago, I started eating eggs again and I eat them like currently probably like maybe twice a week. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel really good. Yeah, me too. And the funny part is literally like over this past weekend, I was at dinner with Max and I was like sitting there thinking like, you know, I have been feeling like 
salmon seems like feels really good to my body. Like I haven't had it in over a year and I just am feeling like I kind of might need to start eating it. And he was like, wait, what? Like he was Mm -hmm. just like, whoa, like not in a bad way. He was just like, I didn't think I would hear you say that Mm -hmm. because he's never known me to eat any sort of animal products besides eggs. Yep. And I wasn't even like, keeping honey in the house yeah. um, until literally I have a, had a cold last week. So I was like using it in hot water. Like I literally did mm-hmm. not keep honey in the house even. And um, yeah, he was just like, Oh, what really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just intuitively. I was feeling like I, and I still haven't yet, but it's yeah. something that's kind of like brewing in my mind of like the next time that that really sounds good. Like I probably yeah. will, if I know like the source of it. Um, And it's funny because I have, you know, kind of dabbled in veganism here and there. And as far as like the ethic, the ethics behind it, a hundred percent, obviously there, but I'm not like crazy extreme. I do think like there's a reason the food chain is the way that it is. Do I think that like all the shit that happens to the animals is is terrifying and horrible? Absolutely. Like if I were to ever eat meat again, it would absolutely be in the app, like the most sustainable, you know, cruelty-free way possible. I'm definitely not to that point yet. Um, Like I literally have like nightmares about eating meat. It's the weirdest thing. But anyway, This episode is sponsored by 5CBD. We are so excited to be partnering with 5CBD. I've been using these products for months now and I've been loving their full spectrum CBD THC products, especially the sleep gummies. Those are my all-time favorite. Studies actually show that using CBD products with small amounts of THC in them has potential to decrease pain and inflammation throughout your body and also reduce feelings of anxiety and depression, which is something that everyone with an autoimmune disease can definitely benefit from. You don't want to miss out on this offer because you'll get a free full-size tincture or gummies all you have to do is click the link in our show notes you know it's weird for me though like I thought because look at you're not even coming from a vegan mindset you've never been in a vegan mindset I was in a vegan mindset for five and a half years so mm -hmm. like I thought when I ate something that I was gonna throw up that I was gonna be grossed out that I was gonna Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't eat look at people would come to our house and we would barbecue and I wouldn't even want them to barbecue like on our thing. Like I'd be like, you have to cook your meat before. Like that's how grossed out that I was. And so to come now to a place where like, you know, I made a chicken the other day and I like, you know, I was looking at it. I'm like, actually, this looks way more normal than a vegan process. You know, it's like, and like. To to a certain point, some of the like vegan stuff, which like, yes, I still eat them sometimes, but it's science food, just like any, just like McDonald's is like, yeah. yeah. So look, so yeah. Anyways, like when I ate it, I was just like expecting that reaction from myself, but my brain was like, it felt totally normal. I wasn't like, and I also wasn't like, Oh my God, this is so good. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I put it in my mouth and I was like, okay, this feels normal. I process it normal. It wasn't like, and again, it's about the quality of what you're, you're mm-hmm. consuming. Right. And like, again, the intentionality behind it and being 100%. conscious and like respecting, yeah. you know, this is again, a part of my new healing process. Yep. I'm on a new healing journey. Yep. This is a different, Absolutely. you know, so I'm You've like kind at, of turned the page. Yeah. So I'm not now looking at this thing of like, oh my God, this tortured animal, I'm a piece of crap, da, 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 da. I'm thinking, my God, this like 
you know, this animal is giving me nutrition so I can sit here as a coach and have energy and be present with my clients to, you know, live at, live out and fulfill my own personal dreams and like, you know, to, to be able to like start a family. Like I'm seeing it through that lens now. Like, so I'm not looking at that and I'm not, you know, you know, maybe if it's something like, you know, some, like I would never like I'm gonna tell you right now like hot dog like that kind of stuff no absolutely not (laughs) I will will absolutely throw up I didn't even like vegan hot dogs so you know I think I I'm I'm just happy that I I can be eating this food and appreciating it on a new different level Mm -hmm. and not putting the the fear and the all those things into it. Like I actually feel like, wow, like I I feel good. Like right now, like I can, I just, my body feels different. Like I Mm -hmm. feel way more clarity and I just feel good that like I honored that side of me, you know, and I stopped fighting it. And yeah, I talk again to most of my clients of like, you know, do what you feel is best for your life and your body. Like I have to apply that to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to. Like we have to. Otherwise like you're going to go through life very miserable, you know? And again, we talk a lot about labels and identification. And I'm seeing now that like you know, because my ethics were so the ethics are sometimes tied to our ego, you know? And mm-hmm. and so I was fighting you know, my authentic self was fighting this ego of like, no, you're a vegan. This is what you do. You know, this is the right thing for the environment, for the animals. And I just had to like set all that aside, you know, like anyway. And that's exactly, that's exactly where I was going with that is like, I haven't even been like fully vegan for more than, well, yeah, no, not even like, I haven't eaten meat in like three and a half years but I haven't been like fully, fully vegan. Um, like I said, it started out for health reasons. Right. And then it has now started to transform to more of like the ethical side, but I still do have the mentality of if I ever really want something, I will eat it. But even then I can't even imagine five, six years of being fully vegan and fully being in that mindset and then shifting because I still am already struggling with like, Oh my gosh, if I eat like salmon, for instance, like I already feel like I have kind of this identity, which I have really purposefully intentionally not put myself in a box for that mm-hmm. reason. But yeah. even without being in that box, I We're still in feel boxes. a weird egotistical like yeah. obligation to the way that I eat. Yeah. And so, like I said, without even being in a box, I feel that. So like, I can't even imagine being in that box and being like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And so seriously, like huge, huge props to you, but not only that, like talking about it, right. Because yeah. so many people go through fluctuations oh of the way Let that they t- eat. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. So crazy. Talk about like just craziness. So my mom has also basically been vegan for the same amount of time as me. She went like vegan, like half like half a year after me. So she's been vegan for five years, right? And my mom has a rare autoimmune situation where um, she's very triggered by gluten and very like starchy things. It's like she can't break, it's not Sjogren's, but it's a rare one where it's like basically uh, the ducts in her mouth where the saliva comes out, they like tighten up. And so she gets a lot of pain and inflammation. It's like 
a very rare condition. She's had surgery on her face multiple times. Um, so since she went vegan, you know, she really struggled with eating a lot of food because a lot of the plant-based stuff would cause her a lot of pain, even mm -hmm. just whole plant-based foods. And so without me even knowing, my mom started eating eggs without us even talking about it. She mm -hmm. started doing that because she had limited food that she can mm -hmm. eat. And so now she switched back to eating like basically how I'm eating. And she's like, Erica, I have no pain in my face. I have no inflammation in my wow. face. So she's doing, you know, um, like fish and eggs and stuff like that. Mm. And, um, not eating gluten, you know, being very clean with her diet. And she's, she's feeling a lot better herself, you know, and she is equal. Like my mom was a passionate vegan too. Like we, that was a lot of our relationship over the last five years is going to vegan restaurants, like doing this mm -hmm. and like, you know, talking very passionately, passionately about these types of issues. So my mom is doing that. And then one of my good friends who lives in Colorado, I got her to go vegan mm -hmm. um, five and a half years ago. And she recently told me that she had started uh, adding an animal products to her diet because her hormones were off and she was like mm -hmm. not feeling herself. And like, I she hear that from a lot of people. They, they like start for even for years. And then all of a sudden it's like, like it's said, this like plateau. Mm -hmm. It's like this plateau where it's like, you know, I think when you get rid of all this stuff, like it really helps with a lot of things, right? Like it clears out a lot of things in your body. Well, there's like, a reason what? that elimination diets are a thing, right? You yeah. like start to take things out. And some, I feel like for some people eating a more plant-based diet is almost like that, but it's prolonged, right? It's over years. And then eventually people are like, Oh wait, I need this. Like my boyfriend's cousin literally was um, completely vegan for a while. And then her doctor was like, you have to start eating animal products. Like yeah. your levels are really low. Like you aren't going to be getting them from just supplements. Like yeah. you need to yeah. start eating meat. And she did. And she felt so much better. She was dealing yeah. with some like really chronic exhaustion and just feeling weak all the time and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And she wanted to do it because she thought like health wise and ethics and she yeah. just, can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So since I even starting started to share um, about eggs uh, on my Instagram, I mean, not like I haven't outwardly spoken about it, but I've like shared it in my videos and stuff, you know, if I'm eating it. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of people reach out, go, oh my God, like you started not in a bad way, but like, oh my mm -hmm. God, like you started eating this. Oh my God, so have I, but I'm too like scared to like publicly share mm -hmm. it or like people are going to think this of me. And I'm just like, dude, you got to do what you feel is and that, good for yourself. That speaks volumes to like being so, so grounded in yourself, right? And this is something that I work so much in my support group with is being grounded in yourself and who are you authentically? And we've talked about yeah. that on the podcast countless times underneath the disease, underneath your role in life, underneath the mm -hmm. way that you eat, like, who are you? And are you grounded in, I am doing this for me and no other reason. Yep. And diet yep. is a huge part of that. And the reason that I think that a lot of people are not open to sharing about it is because they aren't necessarily grounded in, I'm doing this for me. Mm -hmm. And even yep. if they are, they're a little bit scared because they're scared of that judgment on other people where it's important to realize if other people are judging you for that, it's not actually about you. It's about something else that they're projecting onto you. It has nothing oh, yeah. to do with what you are doing with your own life because that doesn't actually affect yeah. them. If people are following me because just because the way that I eat, 
there's something wrong in mm-hmm. that mentality, right? Like, I hope whoever is listening to this podcast who knows me as a vegan, maybe you're vegan, maybe I inspired you to go vegan, whatever mm-hmm. that that reasoning is, you know, try to look past the way that I eat. And I hope that you hear me authentically and that you like who I am, you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a, be- a human being, you know, like yeah. outside of what I like or what I do in my life. Like, mm-hmm. again, we talk about energy. Like, I hope you hear me and go, man, she's, you know, she's being truthful and honest and that's mm-hmm. what I value in a human, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I feel like maybe there were some people that, stop following me once they, you know, saw that I ate eggs or whatever. But I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, mm. I don't care. Like, we're all, I I mean, I've repeated this since the beginning of time, but like, we're all on our own journeys. Mm-hmm. Like, no one is going to look no the same. There's no one way to do anything at there's, all. There's no, there's, there's just, there's no point. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're just purely following someone for the way that they eat, like, then you should, you know, reevaluate the way that you're viewing your life because, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, to me, that's not, you know, beneficial to your your well-being if you're just following people straight out of, mm-hmm. you know, labels of what they fit under because I've seen vegans that are, you know, have certain characteristics about them where I don't think is mm-hmm. something that I want to follow, you yeah. know, like energetically. So anyways, this is just like, where I'm at in life. And, you know, um, I just take everything I do since I've been on this journey is just take day by day. I don't Mm -hmm. freaking know. Maybe tomorrow I'm like, actually, I don't, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm just going with what my body is asking. We're just literally here to share day by day, like week by week, how we personally navigate you know, life with an autoimmune disease and just life in general. And it's so funny because like, it's come up multiple times in the last week or two of people like asking what our podcast is about. And that's literally all I say. It's two of us that have rheumatoid arthritis and we just talk about life with autoimmune disease. And they're like, whoa, like, that's really cool. And I'm like, you know what? It actually is really cool because there are, oh, by the way, we cracked 25,000 plays of people interested in us just sharing Hey, this is real life stuff that comes up on a weekly or monthly or yearly basis. And like, these are things that we have to deal with and think about that. Not everyone in the yep. you know general population has to think about and being super intentional behind food is such a huge part of it. And it's not just like, oh, I have to eat this because I'm on this diet. Right. It's like, yeah, part of what Erica is talking about and what I'm talking about is like, and always have, and always will is yeah. paying attention to how you feel while you're eating and yeah. after you've eaten. Right. And Mm -hmm. before you eat, even having the Mm -hmm. intention behind the food, the food that you're about to eat, having the um, connection with your mind and your body while you're eating of like being present with your food and knowing that that is nourishment for your body. It's meant to be nourishment. It's not meant to be science food. And obviously we all indulge from time to time. It happens, but like that should not be your primary source of trying to get any sort of nutrients versus a very nutrient dense food. And then paying attention to how you're feeling after, like Erica was saying, she was not feeling satiated. And then after she would eat something that was more processed and had nuts and seeds, she was feeling terrible. And a lot of people like 
before diagnosis or even after diagnosis are not making that connection. Like if I'm being honest, I have a couple of clients that still are eating foods that they know are inflammatory to them because it's all yeah. they've ever known. And no matter how many conversations we have about how, how much it makes them feel like yeah. shit, they have a really hard time breaking out of that. And you know what? That's just because that's not their part of the journey yet. And mm-hmm. I can sit here and I can give them all the support in the world and give them tips and all the things, but they have to make that decision for themselves. And you have to make that decision and that connection with yourself first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I just got off a call with a client right before we started recording this and he like came out with the most profound thing. And I was like, Oh yes. It was like one of those like aha moments on a call and Mm -hmm. just made me so happy. And I actually wrote down part of what he said, um, because he was like having a little bit of kind of like a, a, his own spiral of like, not spiral, like a cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. and he was feeling like he has been working like crazy and it's been stressing him out, but he knows that his health needs to be, um, a higher priority. And he went through my 12 week program, um, earlier this year. And he was like, you know, right after the program, I was feeling so good. I hadn't had a call with him in two months. He's like, I was feeling so good. And I don't know the last two months I've just kind of like fallen off. And we were talking about how he actually has been upholding a lot of the stuff that he instilled during that 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's been two full months and you haven't had one-on-one guidance and you're still upholding all these things. That's actually amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, but just because you're not upholding all the things you're getting mm-hmm. down on yourself and that's not very fair to yourself. There's always going to be things in life that come up anyway, long story short. I basically was trying to get him to tell himself what he needed to hear. Cause I was like, it doesn't, I just intuitively felt like it doesn't need to come from me for this Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. And so I asked him, why do you think that your health is so important? Mm -hmm. And he was like, it's the only constant. It's the only thing that will always stay constant, your health, your well-being, and like who you are and how you are your health, your wellness is the only thing that is forever. Relationships come and go, work comes and goes, money comes and goes, everything else, your environment, your home, like whatever is always going to be changing. The only thing you actually have forever is you and your being. Mm -hmm. He said all this. And I was like, and I just sat there with like a smirk on my face and he goes, wow, that felt really good to say out loud. And I was like, "Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh-huh. And it really sums it up. If nothing else, do it because that is all you have forever for in this lifetime, in this body, with this soul. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that, you know, I feel like I don't even eat a crazy diet where I'm like so strict or so like particular about anything. And I'm very intuitive, you know, to what makes me feel good. You know, I look at my quality of life and I look at what I've been able to achieve. And then I look at others who are kind of like living out their autoimmune journey through the lens of somebody else's journey. Mm -hmm. And they're not, you know, doing what's best for them. And I, I really feel like the reason why I have continued to thrive even through the ups and downs is that I've always tuned back into my personal journey and like being Mm -hmm. authentic to what feels good to me and like never allowing, you know, the judgment of others or the way people perceive me as to, as a, as part of my decision-making process, (laughs) you know, like I had the only reason why you know, I'm opening up about this right now and I didn't do it, you know, exactly when it happened was because Mm -hmm. I wanted to give myself time to like thoroughly deliver to you my thought process. Yeah. Why I made this decision, not because I feel like I 
have to, you know, I don't owe it to anyone to explain any of this, but Mm -hmm. because we have this podcast and this is a space for both Rachel and I, and for you, the listener to feel comforted Mm -hmm. in your own decision-making process and to feel good about, you know, whatever you have to do for your own healing, like that's, this is what we're here for. Like, this is why I'm sharing this. This is why we continue to be vulnerable, open and honest and put ourselves out there. You know, we're putting ourselves out there and somebody is listening to this right now and goes, oh my gosh, like I've been eating this way and I, I've been feeling called to eat this. Like the whole part of this journey is experimentation. Mm-hmm. You have to experiment. Like we are our own best healer. So we Mm -hmm. have to experiment on our own self. You know, like there's no dietitian. And trust me, every client I work with works with some dietitian that puts them on this diet, some doctor, Mm -hmm. some uh, naturopathic doctor that puts them on this. And they're miserable and they hate what they're eating and they have no connection to how food makes them feel. Or they'll they'll be like, you know, this doctor or this dietitian told me not to eat this, but yet I eat it and I feel fine. So I'm like, that's that's your sign right there. There is no one diet for literally anyone because Okay, look at it this way. Like, even if I were like, first of all, I don't eat a completely vegan diet, but even if so, a lot of vegan food and like, you know, muffins and stuff like that, they use things like bananas as egg replacement. Bananas hurt me. They hurt my stomach. They hurt my joints. Chickpeas. I can't eat a whole lot of them or else I'll flare Mm -hmm. up. Like Mm -hmm. little things like that are not included on diets like this, where it's like you should, or you shouldn't, right. Yeah. There's a lot of gray, gray area, even in diets like that. Yeah. And so the, the moral of the story is like constantly, constantly being in tune with your body and what being in tune with your body means is just paying attention, having mm-hmm. that awareness. Yep, exactly. So hopefully you guys have taken something useful for this. And, you know, if you, if you resonate to what we share, like email us, you know, we, mm-hmm. a, a couple episodes, we shared some emails and things that we got from our listeners, but we want to hear like how you're connecting to what we're sharing. Like this mm-hmm. is, again, this is why we have this podcast. Like we don't want to just speak at you. Like we want you guys to speak to us and say, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I'm feeling exactly that same way. Um, mm-hmm. Because this again, gives us more encouragement to continue to have these raw conversations that are not, you know, structured or they're not like, you know, we don't have a particular motive or we're not, you know, whatever it is, like, this is just simply what we're here for. So Mm -hmm. exactly. It almost like gives us a little bit of that validation that like what we're sharing is for with a purpose and, um, is resonating with other people. Like, we don't want to just like Erica said, sit here and feel like we're talking at someone, right. We're, we're talking with you as if you were sitting literally like in my living room right now. And we're all just like chatting, like, Mm -hmm. and you're like, yes, like, dude, oh my God, that happened to me. Or, oh my God, I had a very similar conversation with someone or, oh my God, I've been feeling the same way. Like we want to hear that because we don't get to hear it. Like you might be having these moments when you're listening to us, but we don't, we don't know that. (laughs) We don't know that unless you share with us. (laughs) Yeah. So when we get to these end of these episodes, Erica and I are always like, yep, that was good. Yeah, we're like, Uh, all right. So how do we end this? (laughs) Um, So yeah, I guess please reach out. That's that's what we got for you. All right. We'll talk to you guys on the next (laughs) next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.